Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. Welcome in. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Rob Parker with Chris Broussard, and we are the odd couple filling in for Doug today. You can follow me on Twitter at Rob Parker FS1, and you can follow Chris Broussard at Chris underscore Broussard. Welcome in on a beautiful Thursday, at least in Los Angeles it is. And uh, we got a big show for you. Chris will be joining us momentarily, but... Um, Everybody knows Aaron Rodgers got paid, got big-time money yesterday by the Packers, 
And I know a lot of people are like, oh, the Packers are crazy to put soak so much money into a quarterback. You got to build your team. You got to have money for other players. Nonsense, poppycock. Don't buy any of that. You got to have a quarterback if you want to win in this league. I don't care. I get it. Do you need a defense to make a – you need somebody to make a stop, make a play. But, dude, without a quarterback, it's almost impossible. Yes, there are a couple times when when teams won Super Bowls with these great – all-time great defenses, right? We saw Tampa Bay do it. We saw uh, Baltimore do it. I get it. It happens, and then people get crazy, and then they want to tell you how – you need the defense and other players, and you don't want to spend money on a on a quarterback. Not Aaron Rodgers. I'm telling you, every time that guy takes the field, every time he's out there and and a, a season, the Packers have a chance. They have a chance. So I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers deserves Chris all. $134 million, 103 guaranteed on the four-year contract. I think the Packers did the right thing. When you have a historically great quarterback who's won a Super Bowl, won so many divisions in the NFC uh, North, that guy is a, is a once-in-a-lifetime player, paid people who produce. I'm all in on the Aaron Rodgers contract. Look, man. I love Aaron Rodgers just as much as you. Uh, just I don't want to hear anybody. nobody. Here we go. Here's no, a no. I love him. But are they going to win another Super Bowl? If Aaron Rodgers on that team, they got a chance to. He's been on the team the last eight years. Chris, and you want me to break down all the, all, all the things that happened when the when the onside kick in Seattle where the tight end. It, it doesn't That has nothing matter. to do with Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter. No, it does. Here's the problem. And I'm look. I love Aaron Rodgers. He's just about the best quarterback I've ever seen. No, he is the best I've ever seen. Not even up, almost. I don't know. Well, you tell me. I'm not you talking win about some a, Super Bowl. No, I'm not talking That's about the same accomplished. argument a lot of people make about LeBron. No. He's the best I've seen. Well, let's see about the production. No, it's All not right, about it, that. I'm talking about accomplished. He's not the greatest accomplished quarterback. I'm talking about if you just look at if you that great, you win, Chris. He has the greatest quarterback rating of any quarterback in the history of the so, league. So, so, he has the so greatest you touchdown saying, to interception ratio of any quarterback in the history of the league. Are you saying he's the greatest quarterback of all time? That I've ever seen play. I'm not talking no, about accomplished. No. We, look, we can't, you we, me can't, to we can't cut and slice. We're not most accomplished, yes. most valuable, most outstanding. He's the greatest best. quarterback you, I've ever seen. So you willing to say he's the goat over Joe Montana? I would pick Tom Joe Montana Brady. if you're talking about goat because goat is you have to factor in winning and everything. My point, Rob, is this: we can only go with one goat. If you we're ask not, me, we're not giving, we're not having eight categories of goatness. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> I mean, and look, no, but that, that's that's off the point. Here's my only issue, and again. I'm with you. I have not seen a quarterback play the position better than Aaron Rodgers individually. All right, that's okay. something we could agree on. Okay, okay. We agree on that. And he is worth every cent. He is phenomenal. And as you said, he, you are going to be in the hunt 
You're going to have a chance to win a Super Bowl for as long as he's there and still in his prime. Right? There's three teams that every year in it. In a league where contenders come and go, there's three teams that every single year, Pittsburgh, New England, Green Bay when Rodgers is healthy, they got a shot. Yep, no doubt about and they it. And they all have great quarterbacks. Here's my only problem. When a quarterback takes up so much of your salary cap, It's been proven. It's been documented. I don't know why the analytics-driven general managers don't realize this. You have very little chance of winning the Super Bowl. I'm not buying it. I think that that's – How you not buying it? I don't care care what the fact is. I'm going to tell you this. You can't say you're not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. So if I'm not buying gravity, but I go to the top of this building and jump off, does it matter? No, but I could give you all these teams you're talking about where they spent less money. They didn't win. Last year, they had a great defense in Jacksonville, and you know what happened at the end of the game? And they had a a pretty bad quarterback. No, but you know what happened? No, they didn't almost win. He couldn't get the big play done in the fourth quarter. They were up 20 to 10, but when you needed the first down, when you needed the big play, he couldn't deliver it. That's why they didn't win. win. How good is Nick Foles? Nick Foles. You looking pretty good now? You want to build your franchise around him? No, you don't want to because it's a a once-in-a-lifetime deal. We've already seen that with Nick Foles. Nick Foles was a backup for a reason, Chris. He was a backup because that's what he is. That's my point. Philadelphia had a great team around a mediocre, if that, quarterback, and they won it. He he didn't play mediocre. He he played played out of his mind like a a once-in-a-lifetime thing, so you can't make it as – well, you just need a mediocre quarterback. He outplayed Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. How good is Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco's good. I mean, go look at his numbers. Joe Flacco's really good. He's pretty he good. He hasn't been good. He He's hasn't been good, good lately. But if you go Even look, back, then he was pretty good. He beat New England twice in in, in, in I, I get all that, but let's be honest. He was pretty good. He's not phenomenal. Did He's you not see the Aaron year they, Rogers, the year they won the Super Bowl? Any he, of these franchise quarterbacks. I'm going to get you the numbers. The year that they won the Super Bowl, uh, he, he was – he had like eleven touchdowns or or twelve touchdowns, no picks. Oh, he was he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. He's been clutching the playoffs. My my point is just that it's been proven, Rob, that you can win Super Bowls with a pretty good quarterback if you build around him. Tom Brady has always taken less money. Who cares about what Tom Brady's wife makes more money than him? Well, oh, oh, so, so so you mean if 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 Rodgers instead of taking thirty three million, he took twenty five million, it would have made a difference in his life. I don't believe in taking less. The league comes up with a bogus. It's a false, fake number of the salary cap, Chris. Based on what? Based, based on their on, profits. I'm glad you based asked. Based on their profits. Based on an article in USA Today. I didn't read that, and I don't care about it. <laughs> what was that? Yesterday or was it today? <laughs> A few months ago. All right. I think it was after Matt, maybe Matt Ryan signed or whatever. They did a study going all the way back to 1994. And what they found was that when a quarterback takes up too much of the salary cap, you don't win Super Bowls. The, the Steve Young had the highest percentage of salary caps, you know, payroll of any quarterback that's won a Super Bowl since 1994. And guess what his percentage of the cap was? 13%. Only four quarterbacks in history 
have won a Super Bowl with more than 11% of the salary cap. So, so guess, it's been guess done what, then. Guess what percentage Aaron Rodgers is going to have of the salary cap in 2020 when his extension kicks in? Uh, 17%. That's not it's gonna... no, no team has ever won a Super Bowl with the quarterback taking up 17% of the Chris, salary cap. Chris, do you want to bet that Aaron Rodgers wins one more Super Bowl in his career? I'm ready right here right now to tell you that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers will be the exception to your uh, U.S. Today, US, USA Yesterday uh, report. That's what I'm calling it, USA Yesterday. It was a great st- article. It was a great report, and uh, you should have checked it out. But look, I, I don't. I'm not gonna. I may take you on that up on that bet at some time. The reason I'm not right now is because I love Aaron Rodgers, and I'm pulling for him. So I don't want to bet against what I'm pulling for. This article was in February, by the way, 2018, uh, in USA Today. But I, look, I, I get it. You you pay the guy. Because he is so good, because every year you're going to be in the hunt. All I'm saying is your chances of winning. No one's ever won a Super Bowl with a quarterback making that much money. Aaron Rodgers is going to make it happen. I'm telling you, he will he will break the mold. There's an exception to every rule. Why has? Let me ask you. Why hasn't he won it in the last since 2010? Because I told you, there's been all kinds of uh, uh, circumstances. Where look because at, he look, didn't have as good enough a good enough team around him. That's bottom line, right? No, no, no. But that's not the reason because he wasn't that making is no the reason. But, but he wasn't making seventeen percent back then, Chris. What you're talking that's about? Right. So that that's my point. Since he got the mega contract, no. he hasn't been back to the Super Bowl. No, but that's he didn't have the map. You're talking about he's seventeen percent now. He wasn't making that uh, back well, in 2011 no, or 2012. My point, but he was still making a ton of money. He was still making yeah, a big chunk of money. I don't, know what the, I don't know what the percentage was. It may, it might have been close to seventeen percent. For all I know, maybe our researchers can get on that. But he has not won a been back to the Super Bowl. Forget winning it. Yeah, because it, because it's tight end huge f- contract. His tight end fumbled a, an onside kick. Then there was the other game that they well, maybe against, if he had a better tight end. Oh, stop! The Jordy maybe if Nelson they had was the right money there. to get a better tight end. If the guy, if the guy followed the, the the plan, which was to let Jordy Nelson catch the ball and to block instead of touching the football, then they would have gone to the Super Bowl. Maybe if they had a, if they had the money to pay a guy who would have followed the plan. There you go. All right, there you go. <laughs> you in one of those goofy moves today? No, I'm I'm torn because I I'm with you. I'm all in on Aaron Rodgers, and yes, he deserved the money. What I'm saying is, they probably won't win another Super Bowl. They good chance. I mean, all the numbers show they won't win another Super Bowl. Now it's a business. It's a business. He's going to fill the seats. He's going to have you in contention every single year. And I tend to be with you. I think that he's good enough to win another one. I hope he wins a few more. He needs another one for his legacy. Anybody can win once. Remember that. I I believe that all the stars can align for you. You can win once. So if you want to be considered great, you need another one. That's like the Eli Manning thing. He didn't beat Tom Brady once, got lucky, right, with the Tyree. He beat him twice. Right, And he right. beat that 18-0 Patriots team. You well, can say he, whatever you want, but you cannot take away um, what, Eli's, what he, Eli's yeah. done. He's clutch. You, you got, whatever you say about him, you have to say Eli is clutch and gets it done in the big moment. So, you know, all, I, all I'm saying is that 
it's it's a tough it's tough when you pay your quarterback that much money. That's it. That's it. And and chances are they won't win again. But hey, we'll see. Grant Hill going to the hardwood. Rob injuries derailed his career. And he's still going to the NBA Hall of Fame or the Basketball Hall of Fame. We'll discuss his story next. It's the I Couple filling in for Doug Gottlieb on Fox Sports. It is indeed the Doug Gottlieb Show, but I am Chris Broussard, and my partner with me is Rob Parker. We are the I Couple filling in for our buddy Doug Gottlieb. You can follow Rob on Twitter at, at Rob Parker FS1. And you can follow me at, at Chris, Chris underscore Broussard. Uh, Rob, great first segment. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, huge salary, Super Bowls that he's going to win, we think. And we'll get back to that. But let's switch gears uh, to basketball. That's always a hot topic, the NBA, uh, because we're going to be joined by uh, Grant Hill, uh, who's about to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame uh, as a twenty member of the 2018 class. And that's a heck of – have you seen that class, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty amazing uh, group of people. Ray Allen, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Mo Cheeks, Maurice Cheeks from those great 76ers teams. Chris Webber didn't make it. He was, you know, a candidate, didn't get in. You have any problems with – any of these guys being in, or Chris Webber, maybe not. I I don't know. I the problem I have, and it isn't with. Uh, it's just that I think the NBA, and I've said this before, should have its own uh, Hall of Fame. And there's no disrespect to the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. I don't think people know what the criteria is to make it, and I think that's where the issue comes in. You agree with me or not? Yeah, I mean, whatever the criteria is, it's not that high. Right. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, you know what I mean? Right. And I just um, think that people would like to uh so so along with the you know, the basketball hall of fame, I just think the NBA needs needs its, its own. own, yeah. Uh, uh, no, as well. I, I, I can see that. I can see that. Well Grant is on with us. Uh you can follow him on Twitter at, at RealGrantHill33. Grant, welcome to the Odd Couple and the Doug Gottlieb show. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Man, mm-hmm. hey, we're doing great. And you know what, Grant? I got to tell everybody this story real quick about you. All right, Chris, listen up. So this is in, during his Detroit days. Right. Grant Hill says he's going to come in and do my radio show back then in the studio. It was on the weekend, like a Sunday. And they had a game on the West Coast. The coach back then decided to stay an extra night. So, you know, Grant, they they – I don't know, he can't make it or whatever, so he comes in, and maybe it was going to be on Saturday, and he and they stayed a night over. So Grant gets off the plane the next day on Sunday. Most people would just be like, I just got off a plane from the West Coast. I'm not coming. You know what I mean? It just yeah, Everything's yeah. got mixed up. Do you know Grant and his wife not only came, got off the plane, drove to the radio station, in studio, did the show for over wow. an hour before he went home. So Grant... I always appreciated that. A man who keeps his word and congratulations on the Hall of Fame. I'm very happy and proud for you. Hey, Rob, I appreciate that. And uh, I do remember that. Uh, those, those were good times, good memories, man, back back in Detroit. And uh, always uh, enjoyed hanging out on air, hanging out in the palace, uh, chopping it up with you, and, uh, and certainly enjoy uh, watching you continue to grow and 
and kill it out there in the media world. So big, big fan, man. Big fan. I appreciate, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Well, they, our listeners can tell, Grant, that your class personified from that comment. Um, but I, I want to ask you, look, because, you know, a lot of our listeners, a lot of basketball fans in general are young. Uh, they're young and they may be millennials, but a lot didn't see you before your ankle injuries. And to, you were very much a LeBron James type player. You know, I think your second year you averaged like 20 points, basically 10 rebounds, seven assists. Your third year, 21 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. Like, we hadn't really seen anybody since the Big O or Jerry West put up those types of numbers across the board. And me as a basketball fan, I'm even a little – like, I find myself sometimes thinking, man, what could have been with, with Grant Hill if he hadn't got injured how much does it haunt you, or how often do you think about, man, what could have been if that uh, injury hadn't occurred? Well, you know, Chris, first of all, um, I, I totally understand this young generation. I mean, I, I, I live it at home. You know, when, when I got the announcement uh, right before the Final Four, my 16-year-old daughter was like, Dad, you? The Hall of Fame? <laughs> yeah. like a, I could imagine. Know, a knife right, to right, the heart, know, right? right? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I mean, she never had the opportunity, obviously, to see those years. And uh, and so, you know, when, when when you're in the middle, when you're in the midst of your career, and, you know, my career is kind of broken into three, three different segments. You know, the 90s, which were really good, Detroit and Duke, Orlando, which was, was really bad. And then Phoenix was was good in the sense that I was able to get healthy and, and sort of finish playing on a high note. But each sort of place was a different experience. Uh, but when you're in the midst of it all, you're, you're, you're kind of in the moment. Like you're just you're in the moment, you're looking ahead to the future, and you really don't look back. And so even in Detroit, like I, I didn't the, – the one regret was I never appreciated maybe or took the time to appreciate, you know, just what I was doing. You know, I was always thinking, like, I got to get better or we got to be better or what am I not doing? Uh, and then in Orlando, the same thing. Like, I got to get healthy. I got to get back on the court. And then Phoenix is, I'm old, so I got to figure out how I can stay on the court against people half my age, you know. And so <laughs> not until you kind of get off that roller coaster of the NBA as a player and now you kind of slow down a bit and then you kind of have time to reflect, do you – sort of appreciate and then have your mind wander, like you said, where, man, what could have been, you know? And and, uh, and so I've done a lot of that, particularly with the announcement this past April where, um, you know, I, I wonder what could have happened, what would have been. I always kind of felt like these last few years that my career was like an incomplete. Like, you know, I, I, I mean, I played till I was 40, but, um, you know, I was – progressing I was getting better I felt like I made huge strides my last year or two in Detroit and I was just about to enter that space where you know you're kind of going into your prime and and I never really had that chance and that opportunity and so um so you know I mean it's it's frustrating on that end uh and certainly tough and something that I'll, I'll live with uh probably for the rest of my life but you know to still be recognized and to still be remembered uh, and I, look, one other thing I'll say when I was when I was playing, I forgot about those times. You know, you only remember what you're currently going through. And so when people say things like you just said what you said, Chris, I sat with Jason Kidd a couple of weeks ago. We did a little sit down conversation. 
And I was kind of blown away um, by what he was saying about me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, this is Jason Kidd. And like, and he, but he remembers, he remembers, right. you know, us battling each other in those Detroit years. And so, so anyway, it, it, it's, it's been an interesting process and I've had, you know, I'm, I've had an interesting story, but um, you know, I, I'm thankful and grateful that I played for as long as I did. And now that I'm, you know, getting recognized by the Hall. What about the, what could have been was in Orlando when when you and Tim Duncan were almost both went there with Tracy McGrady, and and Tim Duncan it, it came out just recently that he said the reason he didn't go there because they wouldn't allow his family to get on the plane, the team plane, like that that was a deterrent for him going to Orlando. What could have been had that all come together? I mean, you guys would have had uh, a super team. That probably would have been the real first super team. You ever think about that if that all happened? Yeah. No, I mean I look I was I was there at the dinner <laughs> when you know, when when that whole situation with, you know, spouses and significant others flying on the plane. And, you know, I mean I remember look, at that point it seemed as though he was all in. And, mm. you know, obviously it's hard to think about think of Tim Duncan in that way because, you know, we think of him in San Antonio and had a long career, but at that point, he, I think he was only one or two years in the league. And, you know, David Robinson was getting older, and he was really seriously leaning that way. And I remember his then-girlfriend, who went on to be his wife and now his ex-wife, she asked the question, can, can you know, significant others fly on the team plane? And at that point, you're just like, Doc, just lie. Like, right, just yes. right, lie, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, of course, of course, no problem. And, and he said no, oh. and it was like the whole mood at the table changed. Oh, wow. When my wife, we got back to the hotel room, my wife was like, yo, Doc Doc should have just said the other. Like, oh. he, he's not coming. To me, it's like, he's not, he's so not going. So she knew it right then and there. Wow. And, wow. And so, now I will say this. You know, not to, to rehash stuff, but um, I probably would not have left right. Detroit. I had no intentions of leaving Detroit, even that last year. Like, I, you know, I really enjoyed it up there and uh, lived there year-round. And, you know, obviously we had troubles in terms of winning and different personnel, but I, I got my intention was to stay there. And, um, and then when I got hurt, and the way that I thought that was a little bit mismanaged, like I was emotional and I was upset that summer. And, you know, so I was, you know, sort of making a decision from a place of anger. And if I had not gotten hurt, I 100% would have stayed in Detroit. Grant Hill with uh, the I Couple on the Doug Gottlieb show. And you can catch the conversation uh, that he talked about with Jason Kidd on NBA TV uh, that'll be airing leading up to their uh, enshrinement ceremony on Friday, September 7th, uh, 7 p.m. on NBA TV. Grant, there's so much I want to ask you. Um, okay, so Rob alluded to it. You, Tim Duncan, Trace McGrady would have undoubtedly been a super team. At that time, did you think about, man, this is three of the best young players in the league joining forces? And does that situation that it almost happened, give you a different perspective on what LeBron did with Miami or what KD. Don't KD let him bail out LeBron. Joining. Don't let him bail well, out that's LeBron. That's what I mean, because LeBron caught a lot of flack. 
you know, from joining D-Wade and Bosch. They all did, but especially LeBron. Kevin Durant caught a lot of flack by going to Golden State. Do you have a different perspective? Because some of your contemporaries and older guys did criticize them for coming together like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think as I, as I think back on that Orlando experience, I mean, Tim and I, we had the same agent. And so it was all coordinated, I guess, to go and visit Orlando at the same time. Um, I remember Tim seemed like he was, was in uh, and, then, and then was out. And then for a period, he was like, look, I, I think I'm going to stay. And I was still still committed to going to Orlando and not even sure of T-Mac and where he was. And then T-Mac, I think, visited shortly thereafter and, um, and said he was in. And then it was like, let's see if we can get Tim. Um, and so, but, yeah, I mean, look – LeBron catches a lot of flack and, you know, sometimes I'm tough on LeBron for various things, but I, I don't mind that. I really don't mind that. Now this is coming from a player's perspective, from a player's perspective. I don't mind that. This is why, you know, players before us fought for the right to have free agency and make it, and, and, and make those type of decisions and, and choose your future. Um, and so, you know, I, 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 I don't think it was a wrong, a bad thing. Uh, I think it was entertaining. Um, you know, he uh, he deserves that right. I, I, I do think that, um, you know, I, I, I do understand, I guess, where there, there, there's some problem with that. and, and um, But it's exciting. I mean, look, him moving to L.A. is like it's the talk of the town, the talk of the, the summer this year with, with the NBA. There's going to be a lot of anticipation. Now the West is wide open. Um, you know, players today, they have a different – sort of attitude about it. They want to be more in control uh, of their careers and, and, and where they're going to play and how long they're going to play. And as a player and as someone who's been, you know, been through that, you know, I can totally respect that. And so I, I don't have an issue with that. But Grant, I'll, I'll say this is my only issue. It's a competition thing. And I, and I get that. I'm, I'm for free agency. Thank God Kurt Flood gave up his baseball career for free agency for all athletes. I get all that. So I'm not, ag- <laughs> I'm not against it. But when, well, well, hey, hey, but when the same ahead. teams go to the NBA Finals four years in a row, and, which has never happened, and it never happened more than twice, and now you've got a chance of the Warriors going to the NBA Finals five years in a row, which hasn't happened since the 50s and 60s with the Celtics, I just, from a, from a fan standpoint who loves competition and loves a balance, that's the, only, that's the only reason I have an issue with it because the competitive balance in the league is not there. No, that's true. Uh, I agree with you on that standpoint. From a, from a competitive, I mean, there should be better parity. And, you know, as, as it relates, like I'm sitting right now in the Atlanta Hawks offices here in Atlanta, and, you know, we obviously are, are going through a, a situation where we are preparing for the future. And we've acquired assets and we're getting younger. But, you know, you have to be realistic. Golden State, they have a, a lot of runway in front of them, and those, and those guys will be good for a long period of time. And it's tough. It's tough when that's what you're shooting for, a championship. And, uh, and it almost seems like it's unfair in some respects. But, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. I think, I think they got some, you know, first of all, you have to give them credit. The core of their team was built through the draft. No doubt. Steph Curry, yeah. Clay Thompson, no and Damon Green. So they showed that they can win uh, and build a championship team through the draft. It just so happened that new influx of money from the television deal came 
along that summer when Kevin Durant was a free agent. Because if it was any other summer, there's no way Durant could have right. gone to that situation. So it was almost perfect timing for Durant and for that franchise. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And I totally understand where you're coming from, from a fan's perspective. And you always have great thoughts and opinions. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 we all have to deal with it. And um, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that they'll have a pretty good chance of being in the finals again next year. Grant, you know what the biggest debate in the NBA is, is Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. You face both of them in in their prime. It's a runaway. Stop it. So what's your what, – I mean, you can give us a unique perspective that most people can't. What, what's your view on it? You know, is it between those two, too? Is it between those two or are we missing somebody? Kobe or something? I mean, I, I put Kobe in there, too. I mean, you know, I think I, – I go with Michael. Um I think LeBron's great. He's a great talent. And, um, you know, obviously his physicality, his size, his, his basketball intellect, um, you know, the way that he can sort of fill up a stat sheet is just off the charts. Um, but, you know, I just feel like in some of those moments where – and certainly he was great this, this last year in the playoffs, in the clutch. But we've seen too many times throughout his career where LeBron – you know, just sort of disappears at, at those pressure moments or doesn't want the ball or, you know, has a Kyrie to sort of make plays for him. And, and you know, that, that that was never the situation with Michael. Michael had the ball. Michael was relentless. Michael, you know, didn't, didn't, you know, didn't disappear at times in those moments. And I know it's unfair to judge LeBron that way because he's grown. He's a, look, his last two years in the league, he's gotten better. I mean, his right. jump shooting, his, his perimeter play, his efficiency from the floor, like he is so much better, and that comes from work and practice, which he's obviously put in. But Michael was relentless, and and just like I know it's subjective, but I, I got to go with uh, Mr. Jordan. Hey Grant, congratulations again on the uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, just so happy for you and your family, and uh, feel good. Feel good that I got to watch uh, some of your career in Detroit, and just uh, thrilled for you and your TV career. You're doing very well on TV. And um, continue success. All right. I appreciate it, Rob. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for having me. All right, Grant. Thanks a lot. And again, congratulations. He's Rob Parker. I'm Chris Broussard. We're the Odd Couple filling in for Doug Gottlieb. And now let's go to Steve DeSager. Steve DeSager. To find out what's trending. Good afternoon, guys, and good interview. And, you know, I looked it up, the 1994 NBA draft. The top three were Glenn Robinson, 20 points a game, then Jason Kidd, then Grant Hill. Kidd and Hill were... Cohen, co-rookies of the year, That's right. and now the same Hall of Fame class next weekend as well. How about this from the world of baseball? A homer in extra innings, and the Brewers now lead in the 11th at Cincinnati. Milwaukee, head-to-head with the Reds, has homered in 22 consecutive games when played at Great American Ballpark. That's incredible. Come on, that can't be right. <laughs> 22 games? It, it falls into yet another uh, empty red seat at that wow. ballpark. It's, it's, always, it's a nice park, though. <laughs> it is, but it's usually 35,000 empty red seats. And right. this is, of course, a weekday day game on top of that with a non-playoff Reds team yet again this year. And, I mean, like the Players Union cares about that. But 22 games in a row at that park 
that the Brewers have homered off the Reds. This was Lorenzo Cain, top of the 11th for a 2-1 lead. There's now one out in the bottom of the 11th. The Brewers currently a game up for the last wild card spot over Colorado. Arizona starts a four-game series at Dodger Stadium in L.A. tonight. The Diamondbacks are first place in the NL West, half game up on the Rockies, only one game over L.A. as the Dodgers have won five straight. St. Louis will host Pittsburgh tonight. Matt Carpenter of the Cardinals returns. He left last night due to illness. The NFL preseason and tonight. New England has added money to tight end Rob Gronkowski's contract for this year. The Rams restructured the contracts of two players according to ESPN, clearing space for a new deal with Aaron Donald. Back to you. Alright, it is the odd couple filling in for Doug Gottlieb on the Doug Gottlieb show. And uh, I, I'm tempted, Rob, to, to go at you. Uh, and I, I'm going to save that. That's just a little tease for, Go at uh, me up for what? That, 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 you're going to see. That's, that's just a little tease. Uh, you're lucky that uh, we got the two-time NBA championship Kevin champion, Kevin Durant, just threw a haymaker. Or somebody, I, the two, a two-time NBA champion just threw a haymaker at Kevin Durant. That's what I'm trying to get out. We'll tell you about that next. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show, but it is the odd couple on with you right now. Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, we are filling in. For our good friend Doug Gottlieb, and the show is brought to you by the Lending Club. Borrow up to $40,000 to pay off your high-interest debt or credit cards with Lending Club. Go to LendingClub.com slash playbook today and check your rate in minutes. That's LendingClub.com slash playbook. All loans made by WebBank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. And yes, Rob Parker. Wait a minute. I am Wait. I'm not letting you off the hook. No, no, no. I'm I, before sorry. Before we get there, go ahead. Let me just say this real quick. Grant Hill, and that story I told you, how many big he was a big time star would get off a plane from cross country, Chris, yep. and come into a radio studio with his wife and do a show for an hour. That that's no, the kind of right. guy he he is one of my favorite people, not athletes, just one of my favorite people. I'm so happy for him. No, he he's class personified, as I said when he we had him on the line. I remember I did a big story on him, a TV story. He has this tremendous African-American art collection, and we did a story on the art collection. I mean, you know, we all look at LeBron James and all this great stuff he's done off the court and obviously as a player. And I really meant, I mean, Grant Hill, look, he wasn't, as good as LeBron James, in my view. I don't know how you feel about it. No, no, it, you know, no. It, yeah. But he was a great player, especially oh, coming was, out of college. He was one of the best players. No, and he was phenomenal. No like, doubt. those years in Detroit, and I really mean it, he never scored as much as LeBron. LeBron will give you 27 a night. But Grant was giving you about 21 points, like nine rebounds, and six or seven assists a night. We hadn't seen a guy fill up the box score like that in a long time. And, you know, he had that, he was like that 6'8 small forward yep. who could bring the ball up, handle the ball, run the offense when he needed to. Like, he really was tremendous. And, of course, as you said, he had the great image off the court. He was all positive. So, in, in many ways, you know, he was somewhat like LeBron James, you know, kind of a precursor. And speaking of the similarities, between Grant Hill and LeBron James. Oh, what do you want because me to do? You want me to rip on LeBron? I mean, um, look, I'm just dropping facts, man. And right. I, I want to see how you weasel out of this. <laughs> ever since 2010, 
Since LeBron James took his talents to South Beach, you have been ripping him, and maybe even before. But for from that moment on, you really have been ripping him for joining the super team, for starting this trend, for for spawning Kevin Durant, and you know all these other guys that are going to super teams trying to win. And you said it yourself in the interview with Grant. If he and Trey, if Granite stayed healthy. And Tracy McGrady, they both were in Orlando already. If Tim Duncan had gone to Orlando and the three of them really wanted to make it work, they would have been the first super team put together kind of by players. How would you have reacted to that? Would you have killed those guys? You know what? Would you be as critical of, of them as you were of LeBron and, and the rest of them? That That's interesting. And the only difference, and, and I, I, I think at that point, there were, you know, well, there was Jordan still there, right? Yeah. And who else was another Well, good Jordan, team? what was the year? They, 90, no, it was 2000 was Grant's. 2000, it was summer I think, 2000, right? I guess. Yeah, right. I yeah, so. yeah. So Jordan had retired. Yeah. Yeah, so it, was, it, it depends yeah. on what would have happened there, but it would have been very, very interesting because those two as free agents and, you know, Grant said it, they're the same agent. Come together and 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 go and join Tracy McGrady. Remember, Tracy, I think only got out of the first round one time in his career, right? No, I don't think he ever got out. He never got out of the first round. Did he never get out? Or never one time? got out of the yeah, first with the Spurs round. one time. I think one oh, time, well, right? By the end, yeah, he. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know if he played in that series, right? But yeah, yeah, but that was the only time. But the other right. times, he just couldn't get. He couldn't get there. And and I don't know. Maybe if they would have won a couple championships, it would have been different. But but there's Duncan no doubt. Duncan had a ring. Remember, Duncan, yeah, had, Duncan a ring. had already won one because he yeah. won one with uh, David Robinson. Robinson in '99 with right. the Spurs, right? The when they beat the yep. Knicks, right? Yep. Uh, yep. So that would have been interesting. Yeah, it, it's just funny how things happen. Still, you know this guy's well, producer. He didn't answer, he didn't answer what? my I didn't question. Answer, I, I, all that, all that gibberish. I don't know what else and he to didn't say. Answer my question. Well, would have been, would have, could have, should have, would have been critical. I would have been critical. I would have. But here, I, I do think the difference is LeBron James has so many expectations. And LeBron right? James was, is considered one of the greatest of all time, where right. Grant Hill wasn't considered the greatest of all time. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. But, um, all right, I'm glad I made you squeamish a, a little, little bit. A little bit, a little bit, little bit. But, it, hey, it's game time. Game time! This is game time. Game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. John, game today? Guess who? All right, guys. In this 90-second game, we're going to going to give out the news item, and you guess who we're talking about. Item number one, this 34-year-old pass rusher was a five-time pro bowler, led the NFL in sacks for Denver almost a decade ago, retired today after 12 seasons in the NFL. Guess who? Go ahead, Rob. Guess who? I... I don't know who retired. Elvis Doomerville. Correct. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. He had over 100 career sacks. Did okay. he really? Yeah. Wow. This two-time NBA champion retired from the NBA today after a 15-season career. David West. Yeah, David West. Yeah. Yeah, in his first decade in the league, mostly with New Orleans, he averaged about 15 points a game. This Milwaukee Brewers all-star outfielder last night went six for six and hit for the cycle. 
Yelich, right? Yes. Yeah. Christian Yelich. And that's a six for six. That doesn't happen too often in baseball. I know a lot incredible. of five for fives. With the cycle. With, yeah, this with two-time the NBA champion, former New York Knicks, said he'd put an asterisk next to Durant's name on his list of all-time great players. Well, Clyde Frazier, my yeah. man. And you know what? The, the clothes that Walter were wearing, the stores that he bought them from closed down 15 or 20 years ago. No, good story. I think he buys his stuff from upholstery shops. Oh, wow. And then has a tailor work it out. <laughs> right? It's the Ob Couple for Gottlieb. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It is Chris Broussard and Rob Parker sitting in for our buddy Doug Gottlieb on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. And uh, we have Dave Wanstead in, the longtime coach uh, and college football basket or college football analyst on Fox. Dave, welcome to the show. Uh, let's get right to it. Um, Alabama, they're pretty much the consensus number one, certainly atop the AP and coaches poll. But we don't know who their starting quarterback is. Who should it be? And how do you think Nick Saban's handled this situation? Well, you know what? The interesting thing that I think is, you know, up until a week before uh, they started their fall camp, there were quarterbacks and players transferring from every school around the country. I mean, that kind of is the the climate out there. Now, if you don't start, transfer, go somewhere else and try. I mean, LSU lost two guys. So I start off by giving Nick Saban some credit for keeping (laughs) both the quarterbacks. And, and obviously, he, uh, you know, one's a better passer. The other one's a little better runner. I think that because it's Alabama and you're going to win games and you're going to have big enough leads that both these guys are going to play. So I, I think that, you know, winning takes care of a lot of those internal problems that a football team might have. They're going to win games. I think that both guys, you know, sooner or later something's going to happen. You hate to say that or think that. But that's the way it, it plays out sometimes. And, uh, it, you know, at that point, uh, the other one will get his opportunity. So I think I, I think it's fine. I don't have a problem with it right now. Let's see how it unfolds. Hey, Dave, what about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh? Is he on the clock? I mean, people have been disappointed because he hasn't been able to beat his rivals for the most part, Michigan State and, uh, and Ohio State. It is, right. They say he has a quarterback now. This is what the, the talk is. Is this a year that Michigan needs to win or get to the college playoff? Well, I, I think you just hit hit it on the head there. I think you know they supposedly have a quarterback now. Now, obviously, Shea Patterson, the guy we're talking about, he was a highly recruited kid. Uh, he he was a good player at Ole Miss. He has all the tools to be a outstanding quarterback. You know what I want to see, and we're going to find out real quick because. When they, when they play Notre Dame on Saturday, Notre Dame has a top-10 defense. Notre Dame has 10 guys coming back on de- – I'm sorry, nine guys coming back on defense. So we're going to find out real quick how good a quarterback he is. And, and if he's everything that Jim hopes he will be and can be, then, then I think that everything's going to be fine. If he can't play – you know, it, 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 there's going to be some serious pressure. And, and, you know, everybody talks about Michigan, Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State. I'll tell you the game that we have it on Fox, the game that interests me as much as any of them, you talk about a pressure game, is Michigan, Michigan State. 
You know, because if you're a Michigan alum, you might be able to swallow, well, Ohio State this or that, but you for sure as heck believe that you're, you should be a better football program than Michigan State, and it hasn't been that way. Uh, no doubt, and, and I want to ask a follow-up. If, if Harbaugh doesn't succeed, doesn't get to the college football playoff or something, could you see him returning back to the NFL as a, as a coach and maybe uh, leaving his uh, alma mater? Oh, I don't know that. You know, I mean, I, uh, you know, I guess it just, I mean, would he have opportunities to go and coach an NFL team? I'm sure he would. You know, there was rumors this year that he could have gone back, I don't know whether it's true, to Indianapolis, you know, where, he, where Andrew Luck was his quarterback at Stanford. Now, you know, whether there's any truth to that, I don't know. But the, the thing that I, I keep believing, because Jim was successful everywhere he's been, and where, where they've struggled is not on defense. They've struggled on offense, which is really his cup of tea. And uh, so I just got to believe that he's going to get it turned around and, something, and it's, and it's going to get going here in the right direction because his history at, at San Diego, at Stanford, and at the 49ers, he's done it. You know, So you've got to give him – credit I think for that and say hey his resume tells you that he can get it done. Dave you mentioned Ohio State what type of impact do you think the Urban Meyer situation is going to have on that team on the field? Well it's gonna I don't know if it's gonna affect the players as much as Urban really you know and and maybe maybe the assistant coaches I mean as far as the future you know are we gonna be here are we not gonna be here the wives their kids it's usually coaches and their families that get affected by things that happen, uh, whether it's wins and losses or off the field. Whenever a program gets gets uh, gets jolted like Ohio State has, they're usually the ones that feel it. The players, you know, they're playing the game. It, half that stuff, I mean, it, they, they really, unless somebody from the media asks them about it, they really don't think about that. They're, they're excited about college and what's going on in college and, playing the games and, and trying to win the Big Ten. So I, I think that Urban, you know, he's got a solid enough staff. He's got a couple ex-head coaches, a couple top assistants, that I think he's got enough guys there that can keep the ship going straight through this through this adversity the best that they can. I, I know we're just getting ready, started with college football, but do uh, you have a prediction on who's going to play Alabama this year for the championship? Well, you know, my picks, I have, uh, I think it's, I think Clemson has the easiest route. Clemson has the best defense in the country. Uh, I think their schedule is very good. So I pick Clemson to win it all. Uh, I like Alabama to get in because they got a good schedule. They do have to deal with Auburn. Auburn beat them last year and Auburn's got them at home this year. But, uh, you know, and, and my other two picks while we're talking, I like Washington to get in in the Pac-12, and I'm picking Wisconsin out of the Big Ten. I think that it's their time. Dave, I want to ask you something about the NFL, obviously, where you were a longtime coach. A lot of talk about this helmet rule and just the maybe the refs in the league trying to take a lot of the physicality out of the game in general. What are your thoughts about all this stuff we see happening with the rules and talk about the NFL and, and being too physical and things like that? Well, I, it's all based on trying to make it safer. So I think everybody agrees with that. Players, coaches, fans, everybody. You know, the new helmet role from a defensive standpoint, and I kind of agree with Bill Belichick, 
we've always ta- we've never taught tackling with your helmet. You know what I mean? So when they say that on that that that's you know a new rule, it really is no different for a defensive player if you were teaching. See what you hit. Keep your head up. You know your head's coming right. across. You're wrapping up with the shoulder. I mean, but where the change I think, and no one's really talking about it, is I'm anxious to see what they do on offense. You know, I was at an NFL camp this summer, and the coaches were legitimately having a discussion: how are we going to send our fullback or tight end up there as a lead blocker? You can't go. You're not going to block a linebacker in the NFL with your shoulder. You know, you're going to have to start off, you know, trying to get your face in there, and and you know. And and I don't and that's going to be legal. So I think it could if they call it tight, which I don't think they will. But if they wanted to, I think it could have as much to do with the offensive blocking as the defensive tackling. Great, great stuff, Dave. Uh, we appreciate appreciate it. you, no doubt about it. You'll catch okay, him guys. all season long on on uh, college football on Fox, uh, where he'll be bringing you the the good. So thanks a lot, Dave. Have a good uh, season. Okay, guys, good talk with you. Bye-bye. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a different what, take on it, isn't it? Yeah. About the, I hadn't about, heard, the, about the offensive players. Yeah, I'd heard a few people talk about, you know, when you're going for short yardage. And even think about quarterback sneaks, you know, right. they kind of lead with their helmet. But, yeah, I hadn't heard it about the fullback blocking and, and anybody look at it. That way, that was that was very interesting. I thought he made an excellent point about Nick Saban uh, with the two quarterbacks, and he's right. I mean, you have to give Saban some credit that not one of these guys is transferred. You know, they're both there were rumors it is about Al- it Jalen is Alabama, Hurt. though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but there there were rumors about Jalen Hurt. You know that he might leave and. You know, maybe he, you know, who knows what will happen in the future. But I, you know, there's that cliche that when you have two quarterbacks, you have none. And Dave Weinstead seemed to think that both are going to play, which is probably right. Um, it'll be I, – I really want him to pick one. And but that's not going to happen. I, I, I he'll So probably, you think they'll alternate maybe? Yep, Cause if depending you alternate, on how they play, depending on how they play. But here's my thing. I don't think – you can, like, let's say Tua starts and then it's a blowout so Hurts is playing in a lot of games. I don't think you can do that. I think if he alternates them, and we've seen it with a few other teams, it may be by series. Yeah. Like maybe two is the first series, then Hurts, or no, you know, know, each of them right. get two straight. And that – and they're such different quarterbacks too. Yeah. I got. I don't I, know if you can do that. I'm, I'm with you on that. But, Chris, we just got something from the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, UCF, after all the uh, pomp and circumstance, is uh, a national champion. According to the 2018 record book released last week, the Knights are now listed with Alabama as as a team that really? finished the season number one. I mean, I, can you? Buy, I know they were 13 and 0, and they beat Auburn in the uh, Peach Bowl or whatever. But do you really think that they should be recognized with Alabama as a national champion? I thought they should have gotten a shot to play. They're right? not going to get a shot for it. You you don't think they they should have gotten a shot? No, not not over well, Alabama. I'm, uh, no, no, not over Alabama. But they should have gotten a shot to play 
for the national championship. I, I'd have to look at your schedule. Not, otherwise, schedule don't be D one. The schedule B, wasn't B, good enough. B D one A. What do they call it? One A now. Uh, whatever. They, you know what I mean. But right. you, if you're Division one, and you beat everybody you play, then you should be able to play for the Division one championship. If you're if you if if we want to poo poo the schedule and say they don't play enough good teams, then then they shouldn't be D one. I get it, but I just you know the movers and shakers that that move college football. It's about who travels well. It's a money thing. It's all money, oh, and course. they're not going to put UCF in over some other big time school from the Big Ten or some some school like that. You know what I mean? Even though they were undefeated and finished thirteen and zero, and I and I get I get the small schools who. Feel like they can't. Uh, no, no matter what they do, they can't make headway. Well, it, they're proof of that. No, they are. <laughs> right? No, I, I get it. But they're I, living, breathing proof. But I'm with you. I mean, no, I don't think they should be recognized as a national champion. I thought it was cute that they did recognize themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I got that was fine and nice and dandy. But no, they. It was Alabama. I don't agree with the way. Everything played out. I thought UCF should have got a shot. My my opinion. I don't want to go here. But they just should have. They need to expand the playoff. Well, That's the bottom line. But well, well, then all I'm going to tell you is defending college football national champion UCF kicks off week one slate tonight at 7 p.m. against UConn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, it's you'll be watching man. that game because you can't wait to see UConn against uh, UCF, right? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I like UCF. I do. I, I, look, I like I'm, KFC. I'm, bit... I'm more of a KFC guy. <laughs> Speaking of that, <laughs> hypocrisy is rampant in today's NFL. I'll explain next. And filling in for Doug Gottlieb, it is Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. We are the odd couple. This is Bruno Mars, right? Right? Rob? Bruno. Yeah. It is. You you a big Bruno Mars fan? Yeah. My wife is like a huge Bruno Mars fan. I like it. I like his stuff definitely. Yeah, he's good. He he's good. Hey so, Rob, uh, I need your help, man. Clean up on aisle six. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about I, that. I don't. I'm I'm I, I I'm lost. You know, I made one. a I made I made you, a mess. You, yeah. <laughs> This is All like right, what happened well, in speaking, Chernobyl. This is what happened in Chernobyl. Oh, Chernobyl when somebody knocked over a Diet Coke onto the uh, dash on the console. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm good. I'm sorry. Uh, that's another. That's another reason we're odd. We are odd. I'm, I'm neat. You're I'm sloppy. sloppy. That's Oscar Felix, right? Absolutely. You're Felix. Uh, I hate you to be Felix, but <laughs> in this one, in this case, I guess I am. But speaking of a mess, Rob, look. Jerry Jones said something recently that I think is a max. Check this out. It's real simple. It's cut back on preseason games. Have one at each team's home. Play a couple of them, and then you need to add two games to the regular season, which I've been a proponent of for several years. It's probably physically better for players than it is to have the longer preseason, the longer practicing our studies show that uh, we actually have a ramped-up injury situation with players during preseason. Look, I haven't done a study on it like the Cowboys and Jerry Jones have, but, Rob, anytime I hear 18 games, an 18-game regular season, the word that comes to my mind is hypocrisy. 
Because all we hear about is player safety, player safety. You can't hit this way. You can't do this, can't do that. It's player safety. We're concerned about the health of the players. And once you start talking about expanding the regular season, you've lost me. You don't give a darn about player safety. It's like if I was running boxing and all I talked about was player safety or boxer safety and how dangerous the sport was. And then I said, you know what? Instead of fighting 12 rounds, they should fight 20 rounds. I mean, why in the world would you expand the regular season? A sport that's dangerous. We always lose in players before the playoffs start as it is. Every time they step on the field, they are literally putting their lives or certainly their health at risk. And you want to play two more games? 100%. I, I just, for Jerry to keep a straight face and tell people that the, the chances of injury would be less with, with more games <sighs> makes no sense. Especially because in the playoffs, people don't, I mean, in the uh, preseason, pre-season, people don't go at it the same way. And yes, injuries do happen. And most of them happen. don't even play the yeah, starters. A lot of them where they play a series or two, Chris, and they come out. So you're not getting uh, stars hurt to play two more games. Jerry just sees dollar signs. That's that's what yep. the, the, the two more games would do. It's about it's about money. Remember, the preseason or what? Local television, right? right Local. Right. They don't make nearly as much money as if they could talk to Fox or CBS or or uh, uh, ESPN or whatever and, and try to squeeze out uh, more money for two more regular season games. It's a the windfall. Whole, the whole thing is about money. The rule changes are about money. It's not about the player safety. No. All they want to do is protect themselves. So if they get sued again by some retired player or players, they can say, hey, we made the changes. We've made the game safer and avoid paying There's out no doubt. the millions, right? I'm 100%. I, 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 I know that that's their ultimate because you've brought it up before, and I agree with you. If you're so concerned about the safety of the players, increase for lifetime health care. Yep. Nope, they won't do it. That's what you get it, you get it in baseball. You, yep. you, you know, if you play so 10 years. So it can years, be done. It can so, be done and right. financed, okay? So don't tell me baseball can do it and, and you can't do it, okay? Because you can if, right. if you want to. The baseball union, if you play 10 years, Chris, right, you get lifetime health care. And the story. That's tremendous. And that's that a, is, look, I have no problem with the baseball players getting that, but it's obviously not nearly as physical no. and dangerous as football. Nope, but they get taken care of, and that's the way it should be for a sport that makes right. so much money. Why shouldn't they get taken care of? Well, what it leads to, Rob, and you've talked about this before, and, and I, look, I hate to say it because, you know, I don't dislike the people running it, but – the NFL Players Union is a joke. Laughable. It's laughable. It is a joke. Laughable. You got the most dangerous game. You've got the wealthiest game. They, they're making all the money hand yes. over fist, and you 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 refuse to stand up and fight for what you should have. How does all the other three leagues all have guaranteed contracts and you don't? Just tell right. me. Hockey has guaranteed contract. Baseball has a guaranteed contract. NBA has guaranteed contract. Now, of all sports, football should have, even if they're less, years. Yes. Like a three-year guarantee like, yep. like uh, Kirk Cousins has, right? Three years guaranteed. Yep. That's what a real contract. And then after three years, 
if you're good, you could go and get another one for more right. money. And if you're bad, they could decide to release you, not re-sign you, ask you to take a pay cut. It should be guaranteed. Period. No question. No question. I mean, I mean, they they got to get it together because they are being ripped. You know, left, right, middle from no guaranteed contracts to you know. I mean, the league doesn't even consult them when they make. The anthem change. Now they're talking about, you know, but you could go on and on of how the NBA union, baseball, they all do so much, such a better job than the NFL. I mean, Odell Beckham just got a great deal for him, but what was it, like $65 million guaranteed? Yes. I mean, NBA players, that, that's like a middle-rung reserve, it's just- you know, in the NBA. It's the same thing. As much as Aaron Rodgers just got 103, you have about, right. I don't know, almost 10 baseball players, eight baseball players who make $300 million. Yeah. I'm yeah. serious. Think about that. And a hundred. I mean, Kevin Love just signed, I think, what, a hundred thirty million dollar extension or hundred twenty right. something like that. And yeah, I mean, he's a pretty good player. He's a you know all star. But Aaron Rodgers, the highest paid player ever. Right. He's got 103. And. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton with the Yankees makes over 300, you know, 300 million. Right. Uh, Miguel Cabrera makes 300 million with the Tigers. I, there's a there's a list of people making way, way, way more. And don't forget, uh, Bryce Harper is going to be a free agent, yep. and he's going to get paid. Yeah, he's going to get yep. at least 300 million too. Yeah, and but like I said, um, the players they got to get it together. Uh, Kevin Love just talked, told in my ear, one hundred twenty million dollar extension. So, still there, you have it uh, compared to the NFL. But yeah, I, I look, and I didn't play in football at a, a high level. I played in high school, but I know enough to know just from that, it is a dangerous, painful sport, and. To try and Jerry Jones played at some level. Wait, college? No, right? he played college. Him and yeah. Well, I think him and Jimmy, Jimmy there, Johnson were yep, teammates. That's right. That's right. There's a reason that at one point, what the NFL play nine games. No, it, used to, be, it Jim, used to be twelve. Used to be twelve, but I thought at one point it was even fewer. But let, even twelve. But, that, but I, re- I remember twelve as a kid. Yeah, Jim 12. Brown. Most of his seasons were twelve, 12 if not all right. of them. O.J. Simpson had a, a, some 14-game seasons when he broke the rushing record and, and all that. Now it's 16. Um, there's a reason. The game is taxing. College plays, what, now 13? They keep inching that up. But to put 18 games on, I mean, we already just hope and pray that the best players are healthy for the playoffs. And now you want to throw two more regular season games. I I just, I mean, this topic really riles me up, Rob, because, again, one thing I dislike is hypocrisy. And that's just what this reeks of, hypocrisy. No no doubt about it. And I just, I don't know, one day, and, you know, uh, Tony Gonzalez came out and ripped, did you see that? I didn't see that. uh, Demarcus, uh, DeMaury DeMaury Smith, Smith, I'm sorry, yeah, that that he shouldn't be the head of the union because he didn't play football. So that was very interesting, and I don't know where this new, you know, deal's coming and they're going to be a coup because they just – didn't they just sign Smith to a new – he was just re-elected. 
our producer will give us Rob. Uh, I think he just got signed like a year ago to yeah, a, to, an extension, right? Didn't he get a new deal? And yeah, he, and he I, was, I believe so. Twenty seventeen, he was reelected, and I think it was unanimously, if I remember correct. Yeah, it was Man, unanimously. They get hammered left and right, as you said. Baseball's got the lifetime. If you play ten years, lifetime health care. If anybody should have it, it should be football players, no doubt. And and. Look, we're talking about the epitome, Rob, of greed. We're not talking about a league that's struggling. They could play the pay the players health care and still have tons of money. What does Goodell, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, make? He makes 45, 44, million, right? 44, 45 million a year? Yes, a commissioner. And I'm not saying it's a tough job, but it ain't, you know what? It ain't as tough as playing. Forty-four right. million. Amazing. It ain't as tough as playing, and he's making that, and plenty of people are getting paid, and that's fine. That's fine. They're getting paid, but be do the right thing, or stop trying to come off as such moralist, and that you care so much about the players. Do the right thing and take care of the players' health wise, because at the end of the day, it would help you. You could take care of the players long-term with better health care when they retire, and guess what? Then you wouldn't have to change the game. Then, then you could say it's dangerous, and if you get hurt, hey, you know you know what you signed up for, but this is what it is. This is football, and you, you got to play it the way it is. I just, you know, it just bothers me, man. I, I get upset about it. I get upset. There's nothing so, wrong. I, I understand yeah. because the NFL shouldn't be in this boat because of all the money it makes. It just shouldn't right. be. Right, right. Well, speaking of being in a boat, I keep saying speaking of. There's so many, like, segues that are just coming to me. <laughs> Des Bryant, right? He won't be playing in the NFL anytime soon. And it's all because, Rob, he lacks a trait that every successful athlete has to have. In fact, I think every person, successful person, should have it. I'll explain that next. But first, let's bring in our man Steve DeSager to find out what is trending. Hey, guys, you brought up the comment from Tony Gonzalez on FS1 that the union executive should be somebody who played in the NFL. That is ludicrous. Baseball for decades had a head of the union who was not even close to being a ball player. Donald Fear. And they became Marvin Miller before. And Marvin Miller, and they have the best union. The By far the best labor union in yes. the country. Forget the best sports union. Well, the Absolutely. NBA has Michelle Roberts. Exactly. Did she play in the NBA? I don't remember no. her. Well, I don't remember her playing. It's was, she, she had a nice comment. crossover. I remember. It's like saying, oh, you have to be a, you know, a winner in your football career to be a good football analyst. Really? Right. So Joe right. Montana was the best on those pregame shows? Uh, he uh, no. was awful. It was not good. <sighs> NFL preseason ends tonight with all 32 teams playing. The deadline for roster cuts is Saturday afternoon. The Bucks have reached an injury settlement with running back Charles Sims. New England added money to tight end Rob Gronkowski's contract this year. He could make about $13 million this season. The Rams restructured the contracts of two players, according to ESPN, clearing space for a new deal with Aaron Donald. Linebacker Elvis Dumerville retired. David West retired from the NBA. Maria Sharapova plays a second round 
round match at the U.S. Open tonight. Today, advancing was number five seed on the ladies' side, Petra Kvitova. The PGA playoff event starts tomorrow outside Boston. Two day games in Major League Baseball. Milwaukee on an 11th inning homer from Lorenzo Cain won 2-1 to at Cincinnati. Cleveland beat Minnesota 5-3. to Jason Kipnis a three-run homer in the sixth. Houston and Justin Verlander host the Angels tonight. Houston has formally extended manager A.J. Hinch's contract through 2022. He won the World Series last year. Back to you. All right, thanks, Steve. It is the odd couple. Chris Broussard and Rob Parker filling in for the great Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports. And uh, Rob, one thing that I think is very important in life is knowing who you are. I agree. Right? Knowing who you are and how and you where fit you in. Are. Right, right, right. And Des Bryant, he is sitting on the sidelines not knowing where his next paycheck is going to come from because he lacks that trait. He doesn't know who he is. He thought he was still a star. He thought he was still a number one receiver. So when the Baltimore Ravens offered him a three-year, $21 million deal, he turned it down because he didn't know that rather than being a number one receiver, he's more like a number three or four receiver. And and the reason I brought this topic up is I want to contrast Des with Nick Foles. Now, a lot of people looking at Nick Foles now and saying <laughs> – Nick Foles, he's like a joke. He's not that good. He's stumbling around in the end zone, fumbling the ball, throwing interceptions in the preseason and all that. But I contend that he knows exactly who he is. So in the offseason, when all these teams were willing to trade for him and everybody was saying, oh, Foles should go here, Foles should go there, shouldn't he go somewhere and be a starter and see what he can do? Nick Foles said, nah. I'm good. I'm good being the backup. I'm cool. I'm fine making $7 million a year. I'm fine as the backup. Why? Because Nick Foles knows who he is. Nick Foles knows in the deep recesses of his mind, I don't want the pressure. I don't want the pressure to perform every game. I don't want the pressure of being a starter. I don't want that. I don't, I, don't, I don't play my best when expectations are high. You know when I play my best? When nobody expects anything. When anything I give them is gravy. When our starter gets hurt, now everybody's like, oh, they're done. That's when I play my best. When it's icing on the cake. When I go into a Super Bowl against the best quarterback ever and everybody thinks I'm going to get waxed. No pressure whatsoever on me to win or perform well. That's when I'm at my best. And I can actually play like a star then, but expect something of me? Put it on me to go out there and throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns every Sunday? Nah, I'm good. I'm good in this backup role. And we might laugh at him. We might mock him. Oh, he don't have the testicular fortitude or whatever. But he knows who he is. And he's in a better position than Dez Bryant. No doubt about it. You, you, you do. You have to know your limitations, know where you fit in. Try to tell people that. that. That's why I really think the Eagles have a shot 
at repeating or at least getting back to the Super Bowl because they'll have the guy, Carson Wentz, back who was going to be the MVP before he got hurt, Chris, have something to play for. If you were hoping that Nick Foles was going to repeat what he did last year, you'd be in for a rude awakening. There's a reason he was the backup quarterback. Do you know you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and look, I, I was one of those saying, man, Foles should go somewhere and start, you know? But he knew who he was. And, he and, knew who he was. And the Des Bryant thing is just, it's comical and sad from the standpoint of, I, I think he's just waiting around uh, for somebody to get hurt because, you know, in the NFL, some receiver's going to get hurt. But people be out. have gotten hurt. No, I get it. I I get it. Do you think he's just – because I think he and his agent have put out there, you know, at least in the last few weeks, that there were teams interested. Wasn't there something about that, a report out there, that there were a lot of teams interested or some teams at least? I'm sure there were some. You think they just lying? No, I think there were some teams because, like you just said, guys are getting hurt. Your people need depth. And, you know, you might not be the the number one guy, right? But but it doesn't mean What's you can't. What's he waiting for? Though? I don't know. I I don't get it. Uh, I thought when he went to Cleveland that he would come back with a deal. I really did, because I had pointed out on Undisputed with Skip and Shannon that he was a threat in the red zone last year. Oh I think, yeah. I think he was number one actually with targets in the red zone. Yep. So and Cleveland was at the bottom third, or you know, as far as the red zone. So it was a fit. It could have worked out, and that's why I thought he really was going to go there, and uh, that didn't happen. Then Josh Gordon came back, right, and then and then no deal was done. Right, right. Well, look, there's another player I can throw into this boat. We don't know. We, we don't know if he's more like Foles or more like Dez. He looks more like Dez right now. That's Carmelo Anthony. Now he's got a contract two 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 point nine million, two point five million, whatever it was from the Houston Rockets. Uh, but I think Melo is in this same boat. Like, know who you are, Melo. You're in your 16th year. You're not a superstar anymore. If you go to Houston thinking you're you're the third cog in another big three, you're sorely mistaken. Your feelings are going to get hurt when you're sitting on the bench for several games at crunch time. Your feelings are going to get hurt when you're not getting all the looks that you want to get. But you know what? It's funny that you bring this up, and it's totally different because, you know, Grant suffered some injuries. But as big of a star as he was, Grant prolonged, and he said it. He played till 40 because he was willing to go on the bench. He could have tried to go on a bad team to be, you know, a star on like a bad team, and he didn't do that. He went to the bench and came off the bench. You have to put your ego aside sometimes. And I, I'm with you. I don't even see how it really works in Houston. It's kind of surprising, my, I guess, for 2.9. They, yeah, they just want a name. You yeah. know what I mean? They got and a name cut, and a guy. Look, for 2.9, right, if he if acts he up, you right. can cut him. Exactly. Yeah, I, I just – and you brought up Grant Hill. That's a good example. Grant understood, okay, I'm not what I used to be. Even though, remember, he came back and made an all-star team. Right. Believe he was in Orlando that he made one all-star team, averaged almost 20 points a game. So he could have easily been thinking, oh, I'm back to the old Grant Hill. But he had the the you know knowledge, the wisdom to understand, no, I'm not what I used to be. I'm now basically a role player. Let right. me accept that. And the easy thing for Carmelo, in my view, 
is that mellow. Nobody, if you come off the bench or start or whatever and average 12 points a game, nobody's going to say, oh, look at Melo. He's he's terrible now. He's not with – your career, it, to me, it doesn't change his career one bit. And he's still- going to be a Hall of Famer. He was an all-time great scorer. I'm not saying he's top 20 or anything like that, but he was a legitimate Hall of Fame player, and nothing from this point forward is going to change that. And, so it's not and, like people are going to look down at him if he becomes a role player at this stage of his career. And that uh, championship run uh, at Syracuse was as good as it gets. I mean, right. I, I don't think he could play better than that. He was he unbelievable. Was fantastic. I mean, there were legitimate. I mean, obviously, most people thought LeBron was better and going to be better, but there was legitimate. You know, Melo was right there in that draft. Yep. Right? He was right there with LeBron James. And so, you know, I, I would just say to Melo, man, you got to know who you are. Look at Des Bryant on the sidelines because he doesn't know who he is and Nick Foles making good money. Once Wentz gets back, he'll be able to go back in his comfort zone and just be the backup because he knows who he is. All right, our friend Nick Wright, our Fox Sports 1 colleague, had a very interesting take Rob, on Khalil Mack's ongoing holdout. You'll hear what he said and our reaction next. It's the iCouple in for Doug Gottlieb on Fox Sports Radio. It is indeed the Doug Gottlieb Show, but it's the iCouple. Chris Broussard and Rob Parker filling in for Doug Gottlieb. And the show is brought to you by True Car. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people pay for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Rob, our buddy, our colleague here at FS1, Nick Wright, had some very interesting things to say about the Khalil Mack situation with the Raiders. And uh, we'll, let's hear what Nick said in a little game that we like to call. And now. <laughs> what does the fuck say? I'm going to put an unfair burden on Khalil Mack on this. Because you it's business. You have a short career. You are only responsible for yourself. But I hope Khalil Mack recognizes that he is now no longer just fighting for himself. He is fighting for every future potential all-pro who's in the fifth-year option as a first-round pick at making the teams do what the entire new CBA was set up to do, pay established players. The fifth-year option was not supposed to be hostage-taking. Every other pick in the draft is on a four-year contract or less. First-round picks are on four-year contracts with this fifth-year option. That was not supposed to be a penalty for the great players. That was supposed to be a, if it's a Genevion Clowney situation, man, we want to keep you. You've been hurt. We've seen good and bad. Let's, let's have one more tryout year. If Mac relents and all of a sudden shows up, If he plays for this contract, then every other player whose team wants to do this to them that is a superstar going in their fifth-year option, they're going to be able to say, man, you're not better than Khalil Mack. Rob, um, strong words from Nick, and I I get where he's coming from, but I'm not going to put all that responsibility on Khalil Mack. If he wants to come back and play, and I know he doesn't, but if he relents, to use Nick's word, Look, dude's got to make money. It's a short career 
as we all know, in the NFL. It's kind of what Aaron Donald did last year. He relented and he got paid. So, look, more power to Khalil if he sits out. I don't like the way the Raiders are handling him, so I'm with him. But I'm not going to put it on him. To me, again, this goes down to what we were saying before. This is the collective bargaining agreement. I understand Nick saying the, the spirit of the deal was as it was, but the fact is the, the deal enables the teams to do this. So now I'm not going to put all that pressure on Khalil Mack to represent all the players. I'm going to put it on DeMore Smith and the rest of the players' union that has been getting smacked around by the NFL for decades. No doubt. Uh, that's the problem. Uh, the union hasn't looked out. Even when this union agreed, you remember when the quarterbacks at the top of the draft used to get bet paid? And, yep. and they went from, I think, I want to say Matthew Stafford got a hundred something million dollars, and the next year, um, right. Cam Newton got 23. That's like, right. Like the players agreed and signed off, and they thought, well, that other money, right? Is going to trickle down to us. Good luck. It didn't trickle down. They're yeah. still cutting veterans and not paying them. Do you know what I'm saying? No, nah, you're right. Why you're would right. you? Why would you accept a deal that took money away from players? That's not. Don't be mad at the player. I just don't, I don't, I don't know get that. If, I don't. I know. Remember in the NBA, like now we got the rookie scale. I don't like and it. Re, remember before that, but the, a lot of veteran players were get, wanted the rookie scale because rookies who hadn't done anything were coming into the league and getting contracts bigger than like perennial all stars. So I, I got that. No, but the only I don't problem, know if that had a role in the NFL situation. It did. Or not. It did, and I think that they 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 get the players to be. Against each other. And I think it's a mistake. Players should always stick together. Yeah, and you can't give that many years in the NFL when it's such a dangerous and short-term sport as it is. We'll have more. Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, we are the I Couple filling in for the great Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports. Make sure you check out University of Central Florida tonight, kicking off the college football season against UConn. Uh, who you got in that that game, uh, Rob? Oh, uh, UConn women are playing tonight. Is that is it? <laughs> oh, not basketball. Oh, football. Football, man. I'm going with the national champs. They are UCF, the national right? Champs. Let's go with the national champs. I, I and I, people in, <sighs> in Alabama just rolled off the road. They just, right, they just crashed. Right. They're like, nah. what? Look, I, I don't want them. To, I don't want to call them the national champs. It's UCF. I thought it was cute that they called themselves a It's in the record books now. That's ban- what they have. Banner. That was nice, but no. You're not the national champs. And then they jumped I, around like you celebrated or whatever. Yeah, I mean, what? I, I get it. I mean, I, I don't like the way they were kind of played. You know, they. I think they should have got a shot to compete for the national championship. But since you didn't, it just is what it is. You know, all the teams – you know, remember when they used to have a mythical national champ before they, you know, started playing, you know, playoff games in, in college football? Nobody else is saying it, it, we were we were as good as Alabama under Bear Bryant. We we are the champs too, right? None of the record books put teams like that in. So no. I, I'm sorry. You're not the national champions. You're just UCF. But they play tonight, so – uh, you want to check that out. Uh, definitely a great kickoff to college football. But, Rob, we got some breaking news. 
And I'm excited about it. Uh, I really am. Basically, uh, an arbitrator denied the NFL's request to dismiss Colin Kaepernick's collusion complaint. And that complaint will go to trial. I love it. Settlement time. They better get get a settlement going because – they're going to get their clocks clean. Everybody knows that they it's been orchestrated by the league and they got together whether they have the paperwork or not. There's no reason why that guy shouldn't have a job in the NFL, and I'm glad that the court is agreeing with his lawyers and saying there's a case. He right. has a case. There's He's, no doubt there's a case. There's a case, and they want it dismissed, and no, there's no uh, – uh, there's no evidence of it, dude. Stop. We know right. what's happened. It's retribution. They 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 have uh, blackballed them from playing because of the whole anthem thing. And you know what? I hope they pay dearly. I hope I, they pay I, dearly. I, I'm with you. Because to do the, that is wrong. It's just wrong. Right. The only question is whether or not they the owners actually kind of got together, if you will, whether it was a call or you know, a meeting or just text or, or whatever, getting word to each other that we're not, don't sign him. They, they Or it was an informal, right, an informal blackball. Could, They've could, blackballed him one way or the other. Right. There's no doubt. There's no doubt, and you're right. There is a difference. I don't know if you remember this, Chris, because you're a little younger than me, but when, when baseball owners got caught for, conclu- for collusion, they actually had the nerve to put together a memo saying don't sign these players with the name of them some some on paper so those players uh you know got not only did, did they, they get, get did they get paid yes I mean, they, got they got paid money, but. they got paid from the collusion thing and then they were signed to free agent deals you know then then they started getting signed but baseball had actually the owners were so dumb they actually wrote a memo saying don't sign these players that shows you how cocky they were. Yes. You know, that they, they were sure that they were right. Look, I, I remember when Colin Kaepernick took his stance, uh, so to speak, um, during the national anthem, I felt, Rob, that he was being even more courageous than most people thought. And, and my reason was because he was a backup at that point. He was a second stringer. And they could have cut him. The 49ers could have cut him a week or two into his protest, if you will. Uh, And nobody really, really thought twice. Because he was a backup. At that point, nobody thought he could play anymore. Um, So he was expendable. And I felt if he was a superstar doing that, then, yeah, it's courageous. But you also know that you can't be replaced. Right. Russell Wilson does that. Believe me, he's still going to be in the league. You know, Andrew Luck or some great player, Aaron Rodgers, does that. They're still in the league. The fact that Kaepernick was a backup, expendable, nobody thought he could play, that made it more courageous to me because I knew this this could cost this guy his career. I'm glad that the arbitrator, though, Said, you know, we we're gonna turn the tables on this, and we're not, you know, hopefully they're not gonna allow the owners to do this to a guy just because he is voicing his opinion, he is protesting, which we all have the right to do here in America. You should be able to get a job no matter what your feelings are. A- a- absolutely, and um, you know, the NFL's wrong. 
We always knew it was wrong. The union should have backed him a little stronger. Whether you agree or disagree, you should never let things happen to your players, to to to, to the people of your union. Do you know what I mean? Like that, Yeah. They're, well, they're, this they're, is one case. I mean, I think I'm right on this is one case that is somewhat could be out of the union's hands. No, I'm just you know it. like like they couldn't. I mean, if the owners say, "Look, we're not going to sign the guy," the, I I think this is a this is a case for the courts. No, I get I get that, but there's other stuff you can do to to not allow ownership to, to give them a message that we know what you're doing and we're we're not going to accept it. Is what I'm saying, and and I'll just give you the perfect example of the baseball union knew that they were going to get locked out. The 94, when they struck right before the World right. Series, right? They knew they were going to get locked out. They knew it. So what they said was, we're not going to allow you to lock us out. We walk out. Do, yeah, do, we're going to strike. Exactly. And cancel the World Series and damage the game. And they did what they had to do. But I'm, just say, I'm not saying that they had to cancel the NFL season or whatever. But I'm just saying, the union has to be involved when players are not treated properly because you can't look at it. It's not about Kaepernick. It's about any player. You know what I'm yep. saying? Because if they could do it to him, doesn't mean that they can't do it to anybody if you allow it to happen. No, and, and look, there's nobody who can deny that Colin Kaepernick should be in the NFL. And and not just Kaepernick. How about Eric Reed? Right, another guy. Right, right. I mean, he's playing really good football. So – you know, this is all because of his stance. I mean, you look at somebody. I, I won't even argue he should just be in the league. I think he can start on some teams. No doubt about it. You know, and so I I hope that, you know, I'd love to see him back in the league. Uh, and I hope that he gets paid uh, because he shouldn't have to lose his livelihood over over any, like, personal feelings he has. He hasn't as broken as any he's laws. Not, exactly. He's not breaking the law. He's not being disruptive. And and let's just – He's not rock. making other people do it or follow his lead. Nope. That would and be I different. Even, that wasn't even his intention no, from the beginning. No, not at all. Not at he all. Didn't, I don't think Colin Kaepernick, one, was looking to start this – you know, this this mass league-wide protest, number one. Number two, I don't even think he was trying to draw attention to himself. He was just saying, in my heart of hearts, what I see happening to these unarmed black men, I don't feel right, you know, standing for the anthem right now because of the way these fellow American citizens are being treated. And so he just sat down. Yep. He didn't go tell reporters in fact, I think it was this after two weeks he had done it that finally a reporter just asked him, yep. hey, I noticed you weren't, you know, standing for the national anthem. So, um, look, and, and, and Brock, let's just cut to the chase. Regard, it, anybody has to admit this. I don't care if you hate Colin Kaepernick and you, you hate the stance he's taken. If we all really look at the crux of the issue, Colin Kaepernick, is taking a stand for people who are less fortunate than him. No doubt about he it. He is taking a stand for victims. Who can't agree with that? And unfortunately, the way this thing works is so many people have to give up to get changes in the world. You, 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 there's a sacrifice that's involved. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think you're right. He knew that there was a chance that they could, could hurt his career but he felt so strongly about it 
that he still took that it's it's admirable. It's admirable when people are willing to to give up their lifestyle and their and and their career to do what's right. If we yep. all did that, things would be a lot better. If we were just willing to fight for what's right. Right. And and you know, there have been people that have compared him to Muhammad Ali. And, you know, we'll see. I, I don't, you know, Ali obviously is on such a pedestal. But but he wasn't at the respect, time, though. He wasn't at right, the time. And in this respect, as you said, Kaepernick was willing to give up the career that he had worked his whole life yep. for. And people forget Muhammad Ali, and I think one of the things that makes him so great is when he protested the Vietnam War, wouldn't go, and had his championship stripped from him for three years. Ali did not know, okay, in three years I'm going to come back. As far as he knew, number one, he might go to jail. Number two, as far as he knew, he was never going to get another shot at the heavyweight crown. No doubt. And he was willing to give it up. That's what I'm saying. I, I, you don't know, but you do what's in your heart and your gut and and you follow your 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 heart. And sometimes that, that's going to get in the way of some of the things you're doing. And uh, most people don't have the fortitude to do it, Chris. They don't. Uh, but they're strong and and um, courageous people that change the world. Happens all the time. Somebody could have told Rosa Parks, "Oh, just get up and get to the right. back," and you know what I mean, and pipe right. down and just come on. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No question. And, and like I said, I would just like uh, all people listening, American citizens listening, to just consider this because you know, obviously there's a lot of people out there that disagree. With Colin Kaepernick. And there are a lot of people who agree with him. Right. But but again, he is standing up for victims. He's standing up for fellow American citizens who have been victimized. Regardless of how you feel about the situations, they were victimized. We all have seen that. And he is taking a stand for them. Again, who can't agree and respect that? Who can't agree with that and who can't respect that? You have to respect what he's doing. Very what? courageous. No, very, no question very courageous. about it. His whole, his legacy will change, uh, you know, when it's all said and done and written. And we'll see how it all uh, uh, finishes up. But but the, there will be uh, a money. He will get paid millions oh, yeah. of dollars. And, and I hope and, he gets another contract with an NFL team. Yeah, too. and it could have been settled a long time ago if they just gave that guy an opportunity to earn his way. This, this is what this sports is supposed to be, Chris. That thing where it's equal playing field for everybody, and whoever's yeah. the best player should just get the job and get to play. That's what made sports. That's why a, a lot of African Americans get involved like that because you know, like where maybe in other situations. We were uh, we didn't have a chance at getting certain jobs. If we could play well enough, right? There right. was an opportunity for us. Sports is objective. Yes. <laughs> when you get them on the track, who's the fastest is obvious. It's, you get them in the boxing ring, who's the best is obvious. It's you real know? easy. All you got to yeah. do is figure out. It's not subjective. The United States is seventy five percent white, and the NBA seventy five percent black. Right. Because it would if if it wasn't about just about your ability. The, wouldn't the league mirror what the population would be? Yeah, it wouldn't look like it does. I'll exactly. That. Well, let's let's talk about next the quarterback who's not hurting for money. He's worth every penny. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, but 
His new deal might actually hurt the Packers' Super Bowl chances in the long run. That's next. It's the Odd Couple in for Doug Gottlieb on Fox Sports Radio. The Doug Gottlieb Show, but it is Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, the Odd Couple, filling in for our friend Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. And Rob, one of our favorite players, both of us, Aaron Rodgers, just got Paid. Remember that song? Just, Just got, got paid. paid Friday, boom, night? Boom, Friday night. Now I was still. I was I in college that. when that came out. I think you were deep into your career. Look at that. Do you know, I'm not that much. I'm not that much older than you. I'm only deep. a few. I was. You were probably hey. we covering the Knicks, maybe or the Nets. I was probably yeah. in New York. What year was that? Somebody was, find uh, out. I, Mr. Ramos, 19, find out. What year I think was I'm that? right. Check this out. I bet you 1988. 1988, 1988, I was covering the uh, Nets. I was uh, graduating from Columbia. 1988, I remember. Did you? 1986. 86? No. Wow, 1986. Rob, check that. Rob G. That's our producer. Yeah, just check that. Because I was a sophomore in college. Because that's the year I remember I first started dating my wife. And it, that would have been 1988. She I had bet a, you. She had a chance to uh, skate, and uh, somehow you you hooked her, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I uh, I was able to hook guys. Her, clarification. Right? Th- okay. Okay. The, the it says here the album came out eighty six. The song, the single eighty eight though. Oh, so, so Chris, there you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. Apology. There you go. I'm sorry. All right, there the apology accepted. So you remember Rob that? G, I don't even think Rob G was born. No, Rob, when were you That's, born? I was born in August of '88, so no, I missed that. <laughs> wow, he wasn't. He wasn't born. No, I remember. You know, this was man. This was the jam, Rob. I wish the listeners could see me right now. Oh, I bet. I'm cutting some Michael Jackson steps up in here. Uh, uh. Friday night. Oh, no, no. Uh. Don't say. There you go. <laughs> no, but that was a great song. But you know what? Aaron Rodgers did just get paid. That's right. And he deserves it all. I mean, it's four years, $134 million, Chris. I think it's $103 million guaranteed. And I've said this, and it's not a bromance. It's just that Aaron Rodgers – is the best quarterback I've ever seen. That's not to say that there aren't other great quarterbacks, but he's the best I've ever seen. And he's one of the guys, I can't come up with a lot of guys, who I would pay my hard-earned money to go watch. You know what I mean? Like, not just watch on TV. If Aaron Rodgers was playing in Los Angeles, I'd be willing to buy a ticket to watch him quarterback. Right. He's that guy. He's phenomenal. And we talked earlier when we brought this up, you know, we both want to see him win at least one more Super Bowl. I would like to see him win a few more so that he really could get in that GOAT conversation. He needs to win one more for his legacy. He got to win a second one. Yeah, but even one one more. No, but if he – One more. Does one more – in your view, because the GOAT conversation is Brady and Montana. No, 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 I got it. Am I right? Yeah. Does one more – if he gets two – but he has, Does that put Rodgers in there? Well, in he the would be in the conversation only from this standpoint. He's 2-0 and in the championship, right? So he didn't have a loss. Right. Then he has the highest quarterback rating of any quarterback, so he has something right. to hold on to. And he has the best, best touchdown-to-interception ratio. He has 
records and stats and do you know what no I mean? No question. No and, qu- and the second but I one think would it validate. Probably takes three. Yeah. No, I, I right? get that. For the, for you to say he's the goat without yeah. question. All I'm saying is he could be in that conversation when you put everything on the table. He could be in that conversation. Yeah. One of the reasons I want to see him get two, and and I think most people would admit he's better than Brett Favre, but. I always thought, I mean, I remember like his first few years of starting and I was like, man, this dude is better than Brett Favre was. As great as Favre was and he's, you know, a legitimate Hall of Famer, he deserves all that, legend, people love him, icon, he deserved all that. But I was, I remember saying Aaron Rodgers is better and the thing than Brett Favre was. For three and a half years or you know what I mean? Three oh, years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, and I got it because Favre was still great at that point. But he is a better quarterback than Favre, and, and he I think he needs that second ring for people to finally, most people, to finally just say, you know what, yeah, he was better, at least even Green Bay fans. Because then he brought you two rings versus Favre giving you one. Right. And, and, so I and think if it wasn't for Desmond Howard, that. Brett Favre yeah. wouldn't even have that one. Yeah, yeah, but here's my thing, though, Robbie. I mean, we're talking about him getting another Super Bowl, and I hope he wouldn't look. I'll bet on him because he's so great. I'll, I'll bet on him, but I, I'm not that confident. I'm not as confident as you would think with a player who's so great, and here's why. Because quarterbacks, no matter how good they are, who take up such a big part of the team's salary cap with their own contract rarely – win Super Bowls. In fact, when his when this contract kicks in, Rob, in 2020, Aaron Rodgers is going to get 17% of the salary cap for the Green Bay Packers. Guess what? Never in NFL history has a quarterback who get earned 17% of the team's salary cap won a Super Bowl. The highest percentage was 13%, and that's Steve Young. Only four quarterbacks have won Super Bowls when using up 11% or more of the team's salary cap. The average is like 7% for a Super Bowl quarterback. So my point is, the reason Aaron Rodgers hasn't won more than that one title he won in 2010 is because he hasn't had the players around him. And it's hard to put the players around you when the quarterback is making so much of the money. I think that's a leap of faith by you to to just say that that's the reason. How about players not doing their jobs in, in situations? And, and precisely. No, if but they, they were better to do with, players. No, if we no, had more money to go no. get better players, that, they would do their job. So Bill Buckner wouldn't have let a ball go through his legs in the 1986 World Series if he was making less money? Is that what you're saying? Different sport. No, my Different point sport. is, my point <laughs> no. is, and you know what I'm saying, that that uh, the, the tight end who botched the onside kick in Seattle where they were going to the Super Bowl – don't tell me that it had anything to do with a, with a contract or how much money the quarterback it was did. making. He made because a, if I he if I had it. more money, I could have got a better tight end who wouldn't have botched Stopped it. it. Stop it. Stop. I mean, that's like saying, okay, Kyle Corver missed the jump shot in the finals when LeBron James hit him with the great pass. You know, if they had no, had the it, money to go get Ray Allen, 
then uh, Ray might have hit that shot. No, if if LeBron didn't give up the basketball when he didn't have to, then it would be <laughs> a made, different story. Hey, it was the right basketball. It was not play. the right basketball it was play. The right <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. I hate not when you're the greatest of all time. No, I, yeah, Maybe I, I, for a regular <laughs> Joe, passing to the open man is good. When LeBron passed the ball to George Hill, I almost died with Steph oh, Curry. Well, in, look, with Steph Curry was, in front of him, Steph uh, Curry. Hold on. George Hill was wide open no, for he a wasn't. layup. If he was wide a open, layup. Chris, he would have made the layup. He wasn't he got open because he wasn't open. But no, he was open, and then Clay saw how open he was, and it basically intentionally fouled him. And, Come and, on, a layup. I can't no. trust my NBA teammate to make a layup. And then it's like George, LeBron George, is not some phenomenal jump shooter. George George Hill is a great. George Hill is a is a 80 percent free 80, throw. I think. Yeah, but not when the game's on the line in the NBA Finals. Ne- neither is LeBron. George Hill Just played so many meaningless games. No, I know. That's why he gave oh, up the no, ball. No, but George Hill had been in big time games in Please, San Antonio and Indiana. Stop. Yeah, how'd you turn? See, see, see what you did. George Hill became. See what you did. George you, Hill turned into Benny such, Hill. That's what he was on the foul line. <laughs> you have such disdain for the great LeBron James no, I don't. that you turned the conversation about Aaron Rodgers into a reason to decimate LeBron James. No, I didn't mean to do that. That's not where we're going. It just comes out of you. That's what I'm saying. Like, man, and you know, I, back to Aaron Rodgers. Are they going to win a Super Bowl? I mean, that's the bottom line. I agree Aaron Rodgers is so great that every single year he's there in his prime. You can't Packers count him out, right? You be, can't. No, you can't. They'll be in the hunt. Yes. And it is entertainment. And you're going to keep the stands full. You're going to remain one of the most relevant, exciting teams in the NFL and all of that. But at the end of the day, are you going to win another Super Bowl? That's what it comes down to. I say yes. I say that he's – because here's the other part, Chris. He's not your typical – how old is Aaron Rodgers now? What's his age, Rob? 32? 30 – no, he's 34, 35, something like that. All right, so he's 34. 34. But in football years, you know how old he is? 31. Because he sat sat those three years. His Uh, body didn't take the the punishment. So I'm just telling you – he has three okay, more good so if good he's years on the Tom attached. Brady, is he going to play as long as Tom Brady? He could. He's in good then, shape then and he's younger. he could play until he's 50. He could play as long. According to your math. Or he could just have uh, Tom Brady's witch doctor help him out as he gets older. <laughs> hey, you got to give him credit. Alex Guerrero, you, he's doing something right. And he's back on the plane now too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't want to talk about it, but – you know, it, it is what it is. But look, I just it's hard, Rob, when you don't you don't have the money to go out and get the the other players. It's hard, man. I mean, Tom Brady took has taken less money. His wife is a supermodel. She makes a gazillion oh, dollars. Aaron Rodgers' wife could never work a day or girlfriend. I know he's not married. Could, doesn't have to work another day of her life. And she's fine. That has nothing to do with Brady taking less money. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm the whole if, idea. If he wasn't married to a supermodel, if he was married to a, he would be a getting, super first grade teacher. Okay, he still could have taken less money and been fine. I, I'm telling you, Tom Brady 
It's easier when money's not an issue and your wife is bringing in that kind of jack. I mean, hold on. What he go? So I don't know what his number he's at now. His Tom wife Brady, makes, but, but his wife makes more than him. Okay, I know, but hold on. Let's say his wife. Let's say he's not even married. So the wife's spouse's money is not even a factor. Uh, what he if he took twenty million instead of twenty five million a year, he still would be fine financially. There's no difference. Right, I'm gonna say this. I don't know if you you won't agree. I know. There's no difference between making 21 million a year and 24 million. I, a year. What, what what school did you go to? What math? <laughs> don't you got two kids in college? Yeah, I, I bet you I, there is a difference between what money you make. Whenever I hear that argument, it's the I'm a t- I'm you ready, Chris? Nothing. It's I the can't... dumbest argument I ever heard because people keep saying, "What's the difference?" The difference is. If if you're making uh, ten million dollars after taxes, that's five million. So if you could make twenty million, that's ten million after taxes. There's a big difference okay. in money. So no, I'm so not, when people not, say that there's no I difference, I didn't say ten million and twenty million. I said twenty one million a year and twenty four million a year. So ten twenty one million a year is like ten and a half million. Twenty four is twelve. What can I do with twelve million a year that I can't do with ten and a half million? You can a pay year? your daughter's tuition at Michigan. <laughs> it is about that expensive. It's a, it's I tell you that much. Mom. My goodness. <laughs> I know, but Crazy. you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, come on, uh, Giselle's contract has nothing to do with it. Anyway, one of the top teams in the NFL just missed Rob a golden opportunity. I'll explain that next, but first. Let's go to our man Steve DeSager to find out what's trending. Tom Brady's probably grossed $200 million in his career. Just FYR. All right, right. It's not like he's he's, he's on welfare and got he, food he, stamps. That's my point. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, but but Steve, his wife, somebody look up Giselle Bunk. I agree, but his point he don't was. He need her to make any money. Exactly. He got $200 million yeah, without but, Giselle. No, but I'm just saying that he could take a little bit less because she's making more than him. Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> $200 million wouldn't be enough. She makes more than him. Check out how much she's earned. That's true. Look on the back of her Look on the back of her modeling card. He's, he's got something left over. That's the <laughs> point here. They got modeling cards. No, I don't know. <laughs> the NFL preseason ends tonight with all 32 teams playing. The deadline for roster cuts is Saturday afternoon. New England added money to tight end Rob Gronkowski's contract this year as well, as they did for Brady. He didn't take a cut. <laughs> Gronkowski got more money. He is now. He's going to make, uh, well, could make about $13 million this season. We'll get to the details next segment and the details of our breaking news as well next segment an arbitrator did deny the nfl's request for dismissal of colin kaepernick's collusion case so it moves forward towards a hearing linebacker elvis dumerville retired after a 12-year nfl career and over 100 sacks david west retired from the nba after 15 seasons two day games in the major leagues milwaukee on an 11th inning homer won two to one at cincinnati cleveland beat minnesota five to three the angels have reinstated out Fielder Justin Upton and formerly placed Albert Pujols on the DL. Houston extended manager A.J. Hinch's contract through 2022. Houston hosts the Angels tonight with Justin Verlander on the mound. 8 p.m. Eastern. Back to you. Thank you, Steve. Great job as always. It is the I Couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, Rob, what'd you think of that Teddy Bridgewater trade to the Saints? 
Uh, I love what the Jets did. I just thought that it was time to give Sam Darnold the, the job, move forward. Right. You don't need three quarterbacks. You got to back up in McCown. You know what I mean? You, you yeah. got to let the kid play. That's the only way he's going to learn. And I don't want to take it slow and let Teddy Bridgewater start the first two or three games and then bring him in. It doesn't make any sense. Let the kid play. So so I, from that standpoint, I love what the Jets did. And if you're the Saints, maybe you're looking into the future. Is Teddy Bridgewater just an insurance policy? Uh, or is he going to be their quarterback down the road when Drew Brees is done? Yeah, because Brees is, what, 40? I don't think he's 41 yet. 40, 41, something like that. He's uh, up but, there. He's played a long time. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you said, but as just a fan of the game, and, and I like Teddy Bridgewater too, I would have liked to have seen him get traded to a team where he could start. And I think there are teams that, or at least will have a chance to start. You know, I, how about the Broncos? I mean, if the Broncos had a Teddy Bridgewater, how good would they be? I hear you. You know, like why didn't they – I don't know the inner workings and all that, but why didn't they go out and get Teddy Bridgewater? How about the Jaguars? I know you got to start Blake Bortles just because, you know, know, game one, whatever, but that dude ain't your guy. See, I always believe in if you have a chance to upgrade, you just do it. You see this with guys with wives. You get rich – or whatever. <laughs> See, I, now I know why uh, you divorced after five years. <laughs> but, but, Chris, I'm just saying it happens all the time. It happens. Do, do guys not upgrade or, or you know, like they're like, okay, I'm rich now. Like she was my girl when I didn't have any money and I was in college or I was just starting out. And now I'm rich and all these, like, stars and and actresses and all these women are interested in me, and then what happened? They you cash know, out. That's very – I'm going to tell you a story, and you know it, but I'm not going to say the name. But there was a, an NBA player who entered the league, you know, and he wasn't like this all-American high school blue chipper, all of that. He kind of was a late bloomer. So he entered – you know, he had, he had married like a, a girl he knew from, you know – way back in the day. Right. And, you know, he was kind of a humble guy. You know, you're quiet and all that. And all of a sudden, he becomes this superstar to your point. And now you got supermodels throwing, you know, like you just skyrocketed right. to another level. And and his his wife was, you know, she was okay. She wasn't, you know. Was she homely? Just be honest. And I mean, you know, she was okay. Okay. <laughs> but... No raving he, beauty. Was, yeah. And, and and you know, they did eventually get divorced. And uh, he did upgrade. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, but I, I would have liked to have seen teams do that. I, I'm, I'm looking at the Broncos. I'm looking at the Jaguars. If you put the Jaguars the with a, You put the Jaguars with the right quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. That that team, think, that team could win a championship. That's how good that defense yep, is. Yep. So why in the world didn't you do it? Why in the world didn't you, Bridgewater? Remember, re, remember, Rob, how high Minnesota was on him. Right. Oh yeah. To the point where when he got injured, I mean, dudes were distraught. Yes. Both by his teammates were distraught that that he was hurt and was out, and also how gruesome that. Right. Injury was. It was really right. bad. And all you heard about, though, obviously the gruesomeness of the injury, but the intangibles. Yep. 
You know, he was smart. He's a leader. He, you know, he had physical tools. I mean, I hope this guy gets another chance, but I I, I even think the Buccaneers, because Jameis Winston, you know, I'm, I'm not a hater of Jameis Winston. Well, he's, on his but, le- he's on his last yeah. legs. I mean, right. Right, so I don't I forget. He, don't teams, forget. He doesn't have. He's not starting. He's got the four game suspension. Game. Right, four. Yeah, was it three is or it four? four? Three or four? Yeah, yeah. What is it? Three. We're trying to get the right number. I yeah, think. It's, but I he, think you're he, right. I think it's three. Three game suspension. Yeah, it is. Yep. I, you know what? I, and this is this is kind of a pipe dream, and and these two teams wouldn't deal with each other anyway. But I, and it, it could have created even a controversy. But I would have thought about it if I was the Giants, the New York Football Giants. Yeah, but they're not. They're, they're in love with. They're still living in the past. Those those are bad organizations, because they're living in the Eli past. And I get it. I give Eli all the credit in the world. But you're living in the past. You got to look at the numbers over the last four or five years. And Chris, they're not pretty. They weren't that pretty when he won Super Bowls. No, in the regular season. Not in the regular season, but his playoff. He's clutch. Clutch. That's what you have to give him. He was clutch and, you know, probably a Hall of Famer. No, no, no. Two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. Probably. I think. I I mean, you do it. You know, you do it in New York. You do it in New York. It's more, it's, it's magnified. Two Super Bowls anywhere as an MVP both years. It's not like Peyton's second one where he threw for for 79 yards and was awful. Right. Do you know no, what I he, mean? He made the big plays. There's he, no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. Well, we got some pressing issues in the world of sports, and we'll get to them all next. It's the I Couple in for Doug Gottlieb on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It is indeed the Doug Gottlieb Show, but you are listening to The Odd Couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. As always, the show is brought to you by True Car. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice, but True Car shows you what other people pay for the car that you want. So you can recognize what is and is not a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. It's time for the press. The press. Good afternoon, gentlemen. We have the big news item from... Well, the last couple hours of during the show that that arbitrator denied the NFL's request for dismissal of Colin Kaepernick's collusion case. You had talked about it. There was a Harvard Law article, What If Kaepernick is Correct, that points out that the anti-collusion provision that they're going to be going on now, because this is going to move forward towards a hearing, we could have NFL officials essentially on the stand and can be questioned and contradicted. But uh, the complaining party is the one that has the burden of proof, in this case, the quarterback. And just because a player isn't signed by any team and you still have skills, that doesn't meet the required burden of proof. It has to be a clear preponderance of evidence. The quarterbacks are going to have to show that at least two NFL teams entered either into explicit or implicit agreement to deny the player an opportunity to play pro football. Merely supposing that you're the victim, of course, would not be enough. It it does go forward, and it's a bad day for the NFL. No doubt about it. And you just said it. You don't have to get all 32 teams. Two teams. Yeah. 
And that is that's that's why the burden of proof is a lot easier uh, for him. If you had to get like like the baseball one I brought up, Steve, where they had a memo that went out to all the owners, mm-hmm. that that's clear proof. Okay, you had, to, but in this case, you, that's why I think this has gone on. You don't have to have all of them. If Jerry made a phone call to uh, Jerry Jones, made a call, phone call to somebody to another owner, and said, "Hey, we got to keep this sob out of the league." There you go. Right. Right. And and look. <laughs> I don't doubt that something like that happened. That's all it takes. I'm sure a phone call, and I doubt a text. I don't know. You never know. Some people aren't that smart not to text stuff <laughs> yes. like that. But, but yeah, a phone call, yeah, probably took place. A conversation. And then you get Maybe people, at dinner or something. Remember yeah, when they want to negatively stand, about him. Chris, when you got to get on the stand and, and, and not perjure not yourself, lie. not lie right. under oath, it becomes a different ball game. Yep, yep. To the Look, Patriots, it, yes. There's no doubt. There's no doubt it was a uh, black ball. All right, talking opinion. about cheaters, what? You got the Patriots? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll get to Gronkowski in a moment. We mentioned Brady. Of course, they just added money to his contract with very obtainable incentives. Tight end Dwayne Allen agrees to take a pay cut to stay in New England. But good news for Rob Gronkowski, the star tight end today, gets about four mil added to his contract this year, including incentives. Basically, guys, if he gets one more catch than last year, one more yard than last year, one more touchdown than he had last year, just 1% more of playing in the offensive snaps. If he exceeds three of those four things, he's going to be due for millions, plural, added to his contract for the coming year. They should have paid him in kegs and uh, pistachio nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And extra footballs to spike. Well, and the interesting thing is Gronkowski is a really smart guy financially. Yeah, saving the cash. Yeah, yeah. You know they what? Say, what? That he's never spent any of his contract which money, mean, which it? means he's got so much staff that he could just do the off season workout on his own. Say no to the quarter million dollar off season workout bonus. That's all right. I but got. I, this. But I'll, I'll tell you this: when I hear about guys who never spend any of their money, I I think it's dumb. You know why? Money is to be spent, and if you don't spend it, well, guess yet. what? Yeah. Guess what? Somebody else is going to spend it. So I don't believe in that. I, I believe in saving, well, but you got to enjoy life. It's not like he's forty well, he years old. He looks like he's enjoying life. Though. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying, like, like he just the, doesn't dry, you know, doesn't dress extravagantly. God forbid something happens, Chris. All I'm saying is that money that you didn't spend that you earn, someone else is going to spend. That's all I'm saying. Oh, when you yeah, no, nah, it's going to be generally. spent. Like, like, I think there's a happy medium. Yes. Like, my wife and I, we have a friend, a couple, you know, a couple that we're tight with, and they are great finding. I mean, they 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 count every penny, and we we're we're not like that. You know, we spend, we have fun, but we save. You right. know what I mean? Like, we're smart with our money, but we also spend some of it and have fun. And like you said, money is meant to be spent. Hey, get out there That's and right. press. That was the press. <laughs> That was another great 90 seconds, uh, Steve DeSager. <laughs> I'm the king of 90 seconds. I think we stole, yeah, I think Steve had about three more stories. I know. Didn't right. you? The next show will get him. <laughs> All right, well. Hey, Rob, enjoyed it. It was fantastic. It's the eye couple in for Doug Gottlieb. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.